Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TPV Radio, Central Texas. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by Line 365 and this station. What's good, radio family? The Thomas Voice Radio Network has an all-star lineup just for you. Just pick your flavor. Starting with, on Sundays, the Thomas Voice Reloaded at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, followed by Satellite with Michael Ceballos at 4.30 p.m. Mondays, The Grub at 12 noon. Darcy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Waste of Life with Sister Deanne Labrine at 6 p.m. Friday's Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4 p.m. Saturdays is our triple hitter, and it starts off with Saturdays for Best with Sister Lorraine Brown, followed by Brother Now Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. And Lodabar Nation with Sandra Grace at 7 p.m. The Stylish Voice presents by appointment only. Coming soon. TPV Radio's open mic open to all pastors, preachers, and artists. And we're going to get it in to be announced. You can also catch us on Live 365 24-7. Just search. The Thomas Voice Radio Network, and you're in there. Walk with us, family. Let's go. At Javina Distributing, we got your covering for your winter and summer needs. One size fits all. To order yours today, please message them on Facebook at Javina Distributing or call 616-929-2991 or 517-489-6923 or you can order from the website 
allsportsheadgear.com and type in promo code SIRON2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. Let's go. At Majal's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majalsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majal's Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. Where it is. 
welcome. I'm Dorothy Patterson, the Reality Coach, liberating minds, transforming lives. Romans 12, 2 through 3. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Let's get today's show started. I'm walking in authority, living life without apology. It's not wrong, dear. Father, I ask you not to even let them talk. 
Father, it is in the mighty name of your son, Jesus, that I do pray. And I thank you in advance, Father, for all that you're doing. Amen and amen. Y'all, let me tell you. Now, I want to share this with you all. Before I get today's show going, if you are not ready to be real and transparent with you, this may not be the opportunity for you to listen, but I pray that you do. Because this show tonight will force you to look at you. I can't look at you. Another one. I, I can see you, but I can't look at you. You're the only one that can look. Well, let me say this. You have to look within you. I can look at you. I can see you, but I can't look within you. You have to. You have to be true and transparent to yourself tonight. And I pray that you can be. Now, as a disclaimer, I must say that this is my life. I'm not using your life. I cannot use your puzzle because that puzzle is not meant for my brain to solve. I cannot use your frame because my picture doesn't fit. And, y'all, I certainly, I certainly, I certainly can tell your story because it's not going to work. Because I'm going to have to leave something out or add something that's not going to make sense. And one thing I've discovered about a lot, it always tells the truth on you. That's the only thing that I know a lie will do. It will get tired of you lying on it, and it will tell the truth on you every single time. Every time. A lie is not a good friend to have. But it's a convenient friend, but not a good friend to have. So, and let me say this, y'all, I, 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 and I pray that you all feel the love and, and, the, and the transparency and the honesty that's going to come forth tonight because it, this is this is so needed in a time such as this, uh, especially with it being Mental Health Awareness Month. And what God told me about mental health, sometimes we got to learn how to pray for the right thing. And there's a bunch of spirits that are released out here. And thank God that I am willing to share my story. As I told you all, I was in Miami last week. And on this trip, I was having such a wonderful time. Wonderful time. But sometimes God got to take you out of your normal so he can get you to see out of your physical area and put you in another area. And sometimes you can be physically there, but you're still spiritually somewhere else. So he had me spiritually he had me both physically and spiritually there in Miami because sometimes here at home, I'm, I'm constantly doing stuff. I'm constantly moving. I'm always doing stuff. So when I was in Miami, I didn't have no time but to sit and run and listen to the Holy Spirit. God speak to me, through me, with me, all of the above. And, 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 and let me tell you, this happened to me, and I want y'all to understand. I'm by no means crazy. I'm by no means psychotic. Now, I've had things that happen that can drive you crazy and make you feel like you want to be psychotic. But nothing but the grace of God has kept me. And when I tell y'all that I know I'm releasing something, I have been in severe pain ever since God showed me this. Because this is something that Satan don't want to come forth through me. And this is the physical proof that God gave me for me, for my lineage. I want to curse off my off my hands. 
I want to off my limit. This one right here, Dorothy, Dorothy LaShawn limit. I can't speak for nobody else, but mine, if I got to go through this kind of pain and this kind of suffering, God, I want, I don't want nobody else behind me to suffer. Nobody else that's coming through me, by me, near me, with me to suffer like I've suffered. And y'all know I have suffered, but it's been all worth it. And I asked God so long ago, back in 2017, when I lost my baby, and I'm like, God, why? I did everything right. I don't understand. I may not be perfect, Father, but you said I don't have to be perfect. I mean, I was literally talking to God just like this. Father, you said I don't have to be perfect. But I was a great mother. I did not work on Saturday for 10 years just so I could make sure I kept my boys busy. I didn't rip and run to the club. I went, but I wasn't there every weekend. I was at home on a football field, somewhere trying to raise my boys in the best area with the, in, to the best of my ability. And then God takes my baby. My baby ends up going loop, just going wild and crazy, and then ends up in 10 years in prison. And then, I, I mean, y'all, it's just too much. And then when he gets home, he's gone. And I'm like, God, what did, what did I do? I'm looking at other people I do who ain't nearly the mother that I thought I was. So why is that baby still living? What the what? They ain't even taking care of their children. They don't even be at home. They in the club. They don't even put, let them do nothing. Nothing with their children, but they're living. So y'all, I was real with God. I was real upset. And sometimes y'all, God don't answer you right away. Oh, He does answer you, but you kind of ignore Him. But you know what I had to do? I had to stand there and say, I will trust you, Lord. After I got over my temper tantrum and wrestled with the Holy Spirit and got beat up real good by the Holy Spirit, I finally said, I'll trust you, Lord. I will trust you, Lord. I will trust you. Hey, Heaven, uh, so glad you're listening, baby. Um, so here's what happened. Fast forward. Now, y'all, my son will be gone three years this November. And God finally gave me clarity on what's going on through me. Through me. Okay. Started out in Miami. I'm sitting there. Now, I have two grandsons. They were with me on the trip. My oldest grandson, he chose to sleep with me the first night. The second night, he didn't. The third night, he did. Now, the first night when he slept with me, I didn't even know he was in the bed with me because he was so far on the edge of the bed. I felt sorry for the, for the poor little fellow. And I thought maybe I was sleeping a little while. And, you know, he letting Gigi sleep. So, I just kind of slid him over just a little bit to keep him because one wrong move and he was on the floor because he was hugging the edge of that bed. Like, he didn't want me touching him. He wanted his feet. And I don't know what it was. So I didn't bother him, but I did, you know, we I'm a protective grandmother. Now, y'all know how it was about my boys, so you can imagine how I am about my my, 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 my other ones, you know. So anyway, I, I straightened him out. So the, the second, the next night, I guess he said, I got to sleep with my mama because uh, I, I just love my mama. They, they, they mama's boys. So I was like, okay, no problem, whatever. So the third night, he decides he wants to sleep with me. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So we drift off to sleep. And his younger brother wakes up screaming. I mean, at the top of his lungs. It's like 3.30 in the morning in Florida, 2.30 Texas time. So I'm like, oh, my God, what is happening? I mean, my, I'm telling you, he woke up like he was, like someone was hurting him. And, you know, I'm that, I'm, I'm that one. Somebody hurting something to mind. Oh, I'm that one. I'm coming. I'm coming. So I shot up. Before I knew it, I was in there, Johnny on the money. What's going on? 
and his mother, she don't know what's going on with him. She's saying, I don't know. He 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 just wakes up screaming sometimes. So, okay, we come down. We get him settled back down. So I'm going back into the room. I lay, Now, when I get there, I noted that my grandson was sprawled out. You know how they sprawl out? They land real. You know how when you get in that real good sleep, you're on your back, your head, hand going one way, your leg going another way, your body twisted. He was in a good sleep. And this time, he was all in my little circumference. I'm like, now he didn't got the sides of the bed mixed up now. Now, now, I got to lay down now. Okay, so I slide him over a little bit. And I go to pull the cover up. And something says, something to see if he needs to go pee-pee. Y'all, I'm telling you, this is just what I did. Huh? What? Now, why would I touch a six-year-old who is thoroughly potty trained and is not a bedwetter? That makes no sense. Now, when my young my boys were younger, I would look and check and see because that was a clear indicator that they need to go to the bathroom. And they wasn't going to wait on me, so I snatched them up and run them to the bathroom and do what I had to do as their mother, who was, had a reason to be doing that because they was in their potty training. And I didn't want to change. First of all, I didn't want to change them sheets, and I didn't want to be wet. That means I had to do some extra work. I already had to get up, feed them, get them ready for school. No, I'm cutting, I'm eliminating any extra work that's for me. So I would snatch them up, go do what I had to do, and put them back to bed. So I immediately, y'all, when I tell you I got, I don't know, I, well, y'all remember Bonquisha, the one, all that, I was all that and some. Do you hear me? I got up out that bed. I said, Satan, use a lot. You something wrong with you? You was a lie. No, you not getting ready to do what happened to me. No, y'all, I was about that age when my innocence was stripped from me, laying sleep at the hands of somebody I trusted and believed in. So I wasn't gonna do that. To, no, no. So y'all, what I'm saying is, Satan will take the very thing that went that you went through and try to use it against you, use you to use it against someone else. When you don't. Now, if you're young and you don't know no better, you're a little kid, you're doing little things, you kids do things. But as an adult, I was not about to make what was abnormal become my new normal as an adult. It was my normal as a child, but as an adult, that's an abnormal behavior. And you got to know the difference. You got to know. I knew what Satan was trying to do. And I was like, oh, you was a lie. So, y'all, I went to breaking down strongholds. I went to praying up in that room, praying over my grandbaby. I said, Satan, you a lie. It is done. It is finished. You cannot. And will not keep this going. This this sickness that's been been hunting and hunting in my family that's been riding on our backs like a backpack. You getting ready to get out. We ain't taking no more hitchhikers. And your ride is up right here, right now, today. And I prayed over any type of drugs, alcohol, sexual perversion, deviance, lying, whatever I could think think of that the same use to keep us all trapped. Crap in this craziness is going on. The world is full of it right now, y'all. Everybody, now some of this is mental health, but y'all, mental health. Now the Bible says everything that is born is born good and perfect. So I'm like, well, God, how is it that children are born with illnesses? So guess what God said to me? Now, y'all, this ain't for you. If it ain't for you, it ain't for you. I'm just telling you how God was talking and sharing with me. I'm telling you my testimony. God said to me, I did make it perfect, but nobody broke the curse. And according to my word, Numbers 14 and 18, it says that it will go on to the third to the fourth generation. The sins of your parents 
will be passed on to the children to the third and the fourth generation. Well, y'all, here's where it's getting ready to get good and get real. I'm like, okay, Lord, now wait a minute. Now let me get you what Numbers 14 and 13 says in the in 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 the uh in the in the uh New Living Trans. I mean, I don't do the New Living Trans. I'm sorry. I had it, y'all, and look at look at look at this. Now my my computer and everything acting up, but that's all right. I'll go to it anyway. Um, so it reads numbers. Um, well, now y'all, it won't even go to it. Now, ain't that a mess? Well, that's all right. I'll just have to look it up. Hold on, bear with me. But y'all, we gonna get this. We I'm not saying you can move on around because I'm I'm not finna fool with you. Not like that. I'm getting this because it needs to be read. Numbers 14 and 18 to prove what God is saying to me. So sometimes I'm like, God, now this is some crazy stuff. Now, God, is this real? Okay, so Numbers, according to the Message Bible, this is the way it says, God, slow to get angry and huge in loyal love, forgiving iniquity and rebellion and sin, still never just whitewashing sin but extending the fallout of the parents' sin to the children and to the third, even the fourth generation. There it is. Wow. Third and fourth generation. So, y'all, I'm like, okay, now, wait a minute. Now, how, Lord, now, now, Lord, now, you're going to have to come on and help me now because, you know, I, I, I don't like studying, y'all. But this thing I had to study. And let me tell you what God gave to me. Now, y'all may not be able to see it, but I wrote it on this board up here. And I'm going to try to show y'all, but if you don't see it, just please pay attention. Okay. Now, let me see. Yeah, I had this all worked out, but oh, well, okay, here we go. Okay, I don't know how well you can see this, but let me just go through it anyway. Okay. So, I was like, God, make this clear to me. Make it clear to me so I can understand it. So, God says to me, look at your generation. How many of y'all are there? Y'all, I've got five generations living in existence. My grandmother's living. My mother's living. I'm living. My son, one of my sons is still living. And their children are living. So I'm like, okay, God, that's five generations. So God said, okay, one and two. Your mother and your mother, your mother and her mother. What number are you? I'm number three, y'all. So God said, look up the number three. I look up the number three, and three means God's completeness. Now I'm the first one to tell of my abuse that went on in my family. So God used me. So I'm number three, completeness. I ain't scared to tell what went on with me. It happened, it's done, it is finished. I'm using it to help other people solve things in their life. So then I go to number four. Number four is my son. One's gone. Straylin. Straylin's still here. The mind is gone, Draylin's still here. He's number four. Four means season totality. So y'all know, if you don't know, my son's going through this perversion in a different way. But God's got it. Y'all trust me. 
Know that when I say God's got it, he's getting ready to, he's getting ready to restore and vindicate and do what he's supposed to do. Yes. Mark my word. Okay. And then, y'all remember, Satan tried to use me to do, to, 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 to mess with my grandbaby, not necessarily mess with them. I would, I would never mess with him, but just to even have your grandmother touching you in your sleep, it's sin. Satan can use that in any kind of way because that's an innocent child. Innocence can be stripped and deviated and perverted in any way. Satan uses any and everything he can, even if it's innocent. Y'all, even if it seems subtle, and, because guess what? Flesh sticks inside and soul is how Satan does things. Even if you mean it to be innocent, Satan can turn it into something horrible. So y'all pay attention to the little slick, innocent things. The slick sickness, fly and subtle that he uses to keep us trapped in this backpack of bondage. I, I, I refuse. It's the generation curse is coming off. So then let me see. So these days, right at my children's children are number five. Now, since I was alert enough and in tune enough to pay attention to what was going on, and I was listening to the Holy Spirit because, like I said, y'all, I don't have the Holy Spirit on my shoulder. I got the Holy Spirit in here. I got him in my heart. That baby was covered with goodness and favor. That's what number five stands for in the biblical realm. Goodness and favor in the biblical realm. So then I'm like, okay, God, that's all good. That's all fine, but God ain't through. He's not through breaking these numbers down, and it's mighty funny. He gave me numbers, the book of numbers, to use. So then I do one plus two equals three. And everybody know that's the three. That's a powerful one, and I'm number three. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Y'all know I'm covered. I'm covered, and I'm chosen to do this. I'm chosen. He handpicked me. Y'all, I feel so blessed. I couldn't understand all the pain, but I feel so blessed now. I'm so glad he's using me. Oh, y'all just don't know. Because, honey, after he got through using all them people in the Bible, I mean, Abraham, Job, uh, 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 Daniel, Paul, after he got through using all them people, honey, they came out on top. Do you hear me? The three Hebrew boys, honey, they came out. Jonah, Noah. All that stuff they went through, okay, call me Noah, Jobet, Jonahville, uh, I won't be, uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln, Abraham, whatever you want to call me, they sister, they niece, they, they can be my family. Because y'all, after God gets through taking me through all of this, I, hey, and let me tell you who I feel like sometimes, I feel like Paul. So y'all can call me Paulette, too, if you want to. I don't mind being Paulette. So, anyway, back to the story. So, that's number three. So, then God says, put three plus one. That gives me four. Three plus two. That gives me five. Is that not my lineage? Three, four, and five. Me, my son, and their children. Three, four, and five. God off the chain, ain't he? He all right with me. So, then God say, I need you to take it a little further than that because, see, I ain't through filling this thing in for you. I need you to really take it a little further than that. So, then he says, add three, four, and five together. 
Y'all, I'm like, okay, Lord, now I, I done did math now, now, but you know, I will get off. I will try to get off course and try to go to argument. See, at sometime at night, I don't want to be the reality coach. I want to be the sleep coach. But see, God won't let you sleep when He's getting ready to birth something. So I didn't get to go to sleep, y'all. I didn't lost to the Holy Spirit too many times. So I knew to get up and keep doing this math. So y'all, guess what I did? Three plus four is seven. Plus five gives me twelve. So 12 in the Bible symbolizes perfect symbol. 12 is perfect, which symbolizes God's power and authority. Now, y'all, before I even knew this, God gave me that song to have my intro. I'm walking in authority. So you might as well get used to me. I don't know why God told me that, but now I know because God's power and authority is with me. He's with me. So y'all, I'm going to keep pushing. So then I'm like, okay, God, okay, okay, okay. Now, I'm like, God, but I'm going through so much. When is, when, when am I going to get through with this? When is all this going to end? God, when? I'm tired. Not tired. I'm tired. So he said, look up the number 20. Y'all, 20. In the biblical, in the spiritual world. Y'all, I'm not in the physical. I'm in the spiritual because, see, this is where I have to operate. I have to operate because this is the one thing I know going to come to fruition. 20 is complete or perfect waiting period. I'm waiting. Father, I'm waiting. You say it's going to be complete and it's going to turn out perfect. Y'all, that's why I say mark my word. Mark my word. God is getting ready to work this thing out. Y'all getting ready to see the miraculous happen. Right before your eyes, this is what faith in the flesh is going to, you're going to be able to see it. You're going to be able to see it. But wait, y'all. Now, he ain't through with this math. Now, I, I, I mean, I'm getting worked overtime with this math lesson. I'm like, Father, I got to do some more math? Oh, yeah, you not too, sugar. Because I, I need to make sure you understand what I'm doing through you. And you need to make sure that the people understand so they can see. My glory and faith in the flesh, y'all. So then, okay, so I'm like, okay, God, I'm not doing that. Okay, well, what else I got to do? Okay, I did the 12. I did the 20. I did all that. Lord, what else is there left? He says to me, how old are you? I said, I'm 53. How old is your son? I said, he's 35. Well, how old is the one that's gone? He would have been 33. Same age as Jesus, y'all. <laughs> Same age as Jesus. Okay, when he left here. Okay, that was a golden nugget. That was just blocked in my spirit. Woo! All right now. So he says, add five plus three. What number you get? Eight. Add three plus five. What number you get? I said eight. So he tells me to add. Three plus three, which is thirty-three, which is six. So I said, okay, six. Okay, me and my oldest son, we eight, and the youngest son is six. He said, now I need you to look up those numbers, y'all. This now, this is what blew my mind, and I went to shop and said, thank you, Father, thank you, Lord, thank you, God, Hallelujah, God. I'm gonna try to keep my composure, y'all, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. So I get to eight. I look up the number eight. The number eight. 
means new order or new creation. Y'all, it's a new order getting ready to come in my life. Oh, my it's a God. new order getting ready to come over my house. He don't understand it, but he had to go through it, y'all. We got to go through it in order to break the curse off of the children. And if I got to go through it again to break the curse off of the children, that's what I'm willing to do. Because it'll make you get some act right in your life. So, now, me and my oldest son, we're eight, which is new order or new creation. Either one works fine with me. I'm all right because God's got it. Like I told you, God's got me. If he ain't got me, he came and get, he coming to get me. Okay? So I'm good either way. So now, I get to number six. Now, y'all know this number six. I'm almost scared to look it up because I don't know what's going on with this number six. Well, let me show you what went on with number six. <laughs> number six. Where is the number six? Number six symbolizes judgment. Judgment. It symbolizes a man wanting to be rebellious, a man that's going to meet his judgment. Now, all y'all know, I did everything I could for my baby boy. My baby boy, I did. I said, well, Lord, that ain't, you surely you wouldn't have did. No, God, that ain't how you're supposed to operate. That's not what you're supposed to do. He said, well, what day did he die on? 11-7. So I look up the number 11. And guess what number 11 stands for? Death. Six was man, symbolizes, six symbolizes man, man and human weakness, which my son was weak. He was very weak because I raised him to be strong. He chose to go out there. I raised him to know he was going somewhere. He chose to end up going nowhere with no one. He was weak. Number 11 is judgment and death. My son died on 11-7. God's number of completion. My son didn't want to break the curse off of He didn't know, but I knew. I saw it, but I didn't know how to fix it. I didn't know what to do. I did know. So now that God has put me in the same situation with the one I call the good son, y'all, ever since he's been there, you know what I've been telling him? No, 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 you need to pay attention to God. Every time he got ready to feel sorry for him, oh, no, God is working. God is up to something. I refuse to let him speak anything but positivity because we don't think on these things because it enters in the mind as a thought. And if it can enter into your mind as a thought, you in trouble. You see, when it came to me as a thought, I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't give it a thought. It flew right on past me because I got up and I started saying, "No, not today. No, 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 no." So y'all, that's why you can't let every thought enter into your mind because it can come and it will pervert itself. Thoughts can be wicked, and Satan knows how to twist them and win your heart. Because lust, greed, jealousy, envy, wanting to be something that you're not, all of that is real. And it comes with a thought. We see it every day. All around us, thoughts are constantly being put in our minds to be something that we're not, seek something that ain't us. We 
there is no 16, y'all. God said it's a new order. New order. It's done, Dorothy. It's a new creation. Ain't nothing after the eight. I'm all over your life. I'm all over your son. I'm all over your children. And, y'all, I have a granddaughter. I do. Telling you, I'm praying. I'm praying, y'all. Pray for us. Pray for us. Now, if you ain't a real prayer, don't pray. Don't pray for us. Act like you don't know me and don't act like you didn't hear me say that. But if you're a real prayer, please pray. And don't be halfway wearing no armor either. Do not pray for me and you got armor all on. I need you to have the full armor of God on. Don't have armor all the on that shines up a car tire. I need you to have the full armor of God. Please. If you're going to be praying for the reality coach. Okay. So, here we go. Y'all, that's my field. Now I'm going to open up the phone lines. If you want to talk and you have a question for me, please, please, please call in. And if you, if I missed something and I didn't say something correctly, I, I, I want y'all to help me. I want y'all to just do whatever you can to help me. So, I'm getting ready to open up the phone lines. I see the crew is here. Hey, crew, what's going on, crew, crew, crew? Hey, y'all, let's keep going. Now we'll sit down. Okay, okay. So, hey, crew. Hey, Coach. Can we bring on? I know, I know that Holly Star is there, and I know that uh, Firecracker. That Firecracker has to go. So, can we put her on first? Five, two, two, one, please. Or we can put them all on at the same time. But I want to hear from uh, Miss Firecracker first. Uh, yeah, she's not. She's no longer on the line, Coach. Hello, hello. Okay, well, all right then. Let's go on to the next one. Then. Well, Holly Star, how are you, honey? Can you hear me? Hello. Yes, ma'am. Okay, I think you got a caller. I think you got a caller trying to talk, but um, go ahead and take your caller and come back to me after him. Okay, well, caller, well, that caller probably gonna stay on because I got a feeling I know who it is. I think it's Mr. Lansing, Michigan. <laughs> Blessings to you, sister. Hey, Can you hear sir, me? How are you? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. How are you? Hey, hey, I'm in the know. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Um, hot, hot. Miami time. What'd you say? How was your Miami time? Oh, the Lord. Oh, my God. It was a break-cation, a break-cation, and a breakthrough at the same time while on vacation. How about that? Okay. All right. All right. Beautiful. Yes. Yes. So, obviously, listening in, been listening in, and you know, God must be turning his people into mathematicians. Because uh, because the, the the numbers the numbers, um, I'm not exactly sure, but um, I think I might have shared it with you, but I've shared it with others about the equation that God gave me with two plus two plus three equals seven and one. Mm-hmm. And have I explained no, that to you? No, you did not. 
Well, I thought I did. Well, then. No, could, you didn't. Could he come, come drop? Give me your lesson. Then that is a oh, beautiful yeah. blessing. All right. Okay. Two plus two plus three Whoa. equals seven and one. Here's how it goes. Two. That's how Jesus Christ sent his disciples out, correct? Correct. Okay, he made man and woman. That's two, right? Right. We got the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's three. Right. So two plus two is four plus three. That's seven, right? Right. Okay. In order for the disciples to be effective in their work, they must be on one accord. One. Mm. Husband and wife are no longer twain, but one. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are only one. Well, they're not only one, but they come together. They're one. Mm -hmm. One goes into one exactly one time. So two plus two plus three, and God's equation is seven and one. Now you take seven and one, you get eight. Your newness and infinity. Mm. Right. Okay. And now, I'm about seven. To okay. Mm-hmm. Six. Now, I understood exactly what you said. And so, six means completed work based on creation. Work was, cre- was completed. Six days. Six and seven means you have entered into his rest, or you should be resting. So that Mm. seven is there. Mm -hmm. And so, there you have that. And then you take seven and seven, that's 14. You take two away, me and my relationship with the Lord, and then you have the wife with her relationship with the Lord, breaks that back down to 12. And you know 12, you just said it. <laughs> yes. It, and so... It, it, it just, go ahead. So... No. So there you have it. It is showing that uh, the Lord is indeed showing that he is a natural, spiritual, numerical God who requires the same of his children. Wow. Wow. That blows my mind. It's amazing that you get in the same number. Yes, and and and, this, and and then we're getting it, and and his children are getting it in the year of completeness, twenty. Yeah. In twenty twenty. Times two. Times two. Wow. This is this is this is this is amazing. This is amazing. It's amazing. I can't wait to to to, to, to for Pastor Chris to get on. You know he gonna he gonna really. Rock the boat, but let me let Holly say something. Holly, what do you have to say? Because we got we 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 waiting for the P and P to come on on here. So Holly, you you come on, give us a feeling. I hopefully um hopefully uh Miss Firecracker can get back on. But come on, Holly, what do you yeah. have to say about okay. what you heard? Okay, well I am a math person, always have been, and I have to say I'm a little bit little bit um I, I didn't completely follow the number uh, secession, but because I know you and I know this subject is so important to you, I'm trying to pay attention to the numbers as carefully as I can. I will share this, and it's probably I'm going to be more quiet tonight than I've ever been because 
I'm listening. I'm really listening. But I do have a very close family member who also has to deal with a lot of temptation. And I think all of us have temptation. And I don't know that I 100% agree with you that if, if the temptation is a thought, then you're in trouble. Because our thinking sucks sometimes, just to put it out there plain and simple. Sometimes our thinking sucks, and I don't think we can control it. But what we can control is our actions. And uh, yesterday, the counselor for my family member told them to read Proverbs 6 when you're dealing with this type of temptation that you're talking about. Or um, that that person sometimes has – it's not really the same top subject, but similar. So our chore tonight is to read Proverbs 6. And to see if that helps with with temptation and mm-hmm. thoughts that you can't control, and I and I hope so. I don't have a lot of experience on your topic tonight. I'm fortunate that um, that I don't, but um, but it is still a topic that's quite close to me with several other family members and or or close friends, and and so I'm uh, <clears throat> sensitive. And ready to listen absolutely to what Preacher Chris says tonight. Okay, now let me go back and share something with you, Holly. What I said about thoughts, what I said was some thoughts, when you're, when you're spiritually mature enough, some thoughts, you, not, you don't even need to let them even become a thought. They need to just pass on by. And what I mean by that is with me, when, when, the, when that spirit, that, that, that whatever it was was trying to place that in my mind or even trying right. to get me to even give it a second thought, I called it out I, at, at that moment. But then I'm spiritually mature enough to know, and I've been through so much to know when something is not normal. See, that's, that, right. that, that, that abnormality happened to me, and my innocence was stripped. And God just used the numbers to clarify to me, to show me that it was Satan right there with me that's trying to get me to keep that curse going on through my lineage. But God showed me that through me, it was going to be broken off of my lineage, my children and my grandchildren. Now, as far as what I'm saying is, if for me, I have to call it what it is. It's a demonic sexual perversion going on in my lineage. It is wrong. It's perverted. It's sick. It needs to be stopped. And if I got to get out here and do it all by myself, it's coming up off of my lineage because I went through all that pain. I didn't go through that pain for my children to have to go through it or my children's children or their children to have to go through it. If I had to go through it, I want to be able to be the one to stop it. And that's all I Right. Right. And, it's, you know, this topic can be probably expanded. If, uh, a lot of teens now, because we have the Internet, and I'm not just saying teens, it's anybody and everybody, has access to Internet pornography. And I'm hearing that that is as big of a problem in some people uh, as other temptations or other addictions. And so I'm trying to compare some things you're saying to what I I know of of people today that are having temptation issues. 
So, like I said, I don't, uh, I don't have a lot of experience on the subject, but I sure I'm listening with open ears tonight. And uh, I'm sorry that you went through what you did. And I hope that the cycle does completely. Well, let's claim it. Let's just claim it. It's done. It is finished. And let me say this to you, Holly. Let me let me say this. When we when God when I was saying this and I, I'm just saying how he gave it to me. And if it can help you, I, I can you can always talk to me after we finish this conversation, after we get off the phone. But what God gave to me, I was like, God, you said everything you created was everything you created was good. Why is it that when when, when something is born it's good? Well, how did it? How is it born bad? And mm. God said to me, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, because mm. it's in the genetics, it passes on from one generation to one generation. People can be born with a with 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 a sickness that's not necessarily that child's fault, but it could be the fault of those that had the children. You don't know. And see, whenever we, it's called soul ties, and I don't want to get too deep, but soul ties are real. It's tied to different so. But needless to say, we're gonna leave that one alone. But all I'm saying is that. So when I was like, okay, God, so how do how do we fix that? How how do I fix it? And God said to me, when He says you have to be born again, Dorothy, you got to be born again. I don't know anywhere in the Bible where it says you can be rebirthed again. But when you are born, you can only be born once. But you can give birth to several things. You can birth stuff over and over and over. But you can only be born once, born in the physical. But then you can be reborn in the spiritual because according to Romans, it says, be ye therefore transformed by the renewing of your mind. And once you accept the Holy Spirit as your personal Savior, you have been reborn. But you got to work on it. The same way Satan works on that perversion to get it planted in us, we got to work just as hard to get it out of us. And we got to use the only way we can do that is through the Holy Spirit. And I'm sure if I'm wrong, you know Pastor Chris going to come on here and get it all straightened out because I called him as you suggested, and I talked to him about this. So he's abreast of what's going on and why God is giving me this, and I know he's got some, he's got some food for thought. Like all I'm doing is, all the reality coach is, Holly, all I'm doing is, as the reality coach, I'm living my reality. I'm telling my story because I want people to see the reality of life or what it is. This is real. This is no game. We're, we're, none of us are exempt from the attacks of the spirit of evil. None of us. And that's the problem. We get to the point where we see why is it happening to me. It shouldn't be happening to me. We're not exempt. None of us. So, with that being said, I don't know why life is like it is, but I do know the spirit of perversion is out here heavy and strong. And that's what I'm praying against. And sometimes we got to understand when you're praying against something, you got to call it for what it is. If it is porn addiction, if it's a sexual addiction, if it's an alcohol addiction, if it's a drug addiction, you can't have a drug addiction and say, Lord, heal me from alcohol. You gotta call it for what it is. It is what it is, and we putting all these cute labels on different things. Like a lot of people are saying, you know, mental illness. Well, mental illness is a sickness. It's 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 a form of of, of a sickness. And I.
And it's a sickness that came slick, sickness, fly, and subtle. Where it came from, I don't know. But I know it's a sickness. And all I know is we got to pray, and we got to pray like we never prayed before. Because as you see, Holly, like you said, the Internet is full of it. The world is full of this, and most of it is in behind sex. It's in behind pornography, sex trafficking, uh, 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 sex trafficking, pornography, prostitution. It's all in behind that. And with that, they got their three buddies waiting. Alcohol, drugs, and violence. They waiting. They ain't far. They 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 waiting at matter of fact, some are at the door, some are at the corner, some are sleeping with you, some ringing your doorbell right now. Some they are there waiting. They don't skip. They don't skip hanging out. They go to the club 365 days a year. And that's all I'm saying. If we got to start praying against these demonic forces, and I know I was watching a clip today uh, about how how much this sickness is it, it runs so deep. This, 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 this perversion is running deep, and it's the and and it's the internet. It's it's the people with a lot of money doing all kinds of crazy things. I I I, I don't even. I mean, even poor people are doing. We all doing everything. You are, and you are correct. Me, we 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 all doing everything so we can fit in somewhere. Well, you know what, Holly? We're to the point. You and I, I'm to the point where I ain't gotta fit in with the Jones. I don't have to fit in over this. I don't have to have the money. I don't have to have a fancy car. As long as I got my two feet and my health and my strength, I'll walk where I got to go. If I got to sell my soul to get a fancy car, I'm good. Lord, just carry my feet because Jesus walked a lot of times. I ain't, Jesus never had a car. And I don't think I've seen him ride. I don't think he rode a donkey too often. So I'm good. If Jesus can make it, I know I can so that's all I'm I saying. That, I don't. I'm sorry. You you are right, and there is like you said, there is so much, and sometimes we turn to bl- a turn a blind eye to it. And I'm sort of seeing in myself right now that maybe I have overlooked or just not looked at some of these subjects and topics because they're very uncomfortable. We all know it's it's something that none of us really wants to think about. But why did we oppose the truck stop in Mesquite, Texas? We did not want human trafficking going on in our city. So this kind of stuff happens, and it's happening whether we want to watch it or believe it or, or look at it or turn a blind eye to it. It's happening. So thank you for bringing the topic up, and, and yes, let's all pray out loud. And let's pray specifically for these issues, like you said. So good for you, Dorothy. Thank you. You're welcome, and I'm happy to bring them up. I, I mean, that's what the reality coach does. We bring up we on here being real. We trying to help people heal. We I'm I don't know. I'm tired of what's going on. I'm tired of the violence. I'm tired of the sex stuff. I'm tired of the drugs. I'm tired of the alcohol, and I'm sick of Satan having free reign. I'm ready for God to come on down here and clean this mess up. And He's cover, uncovering some stuff, y'all. Pay attention. Do not sweep it under the rug. As Holly said, we cannot afford to keep sweeping it under the rug. We can't afford to keep ignoring it. We cannot. We've got to save our children. This is affecting our children. These kids have to take care of us. And it's affecting them. Their poor little minds are on overload. You got gangs now where they're just blowing stuff up. It's just, it's just, it's horrible. Horrible. Please 
against us. Well, uh, TNT, I know, I, I know you probably over there on ball. Are you on ball? You bursting at the? Are you bursting at the sleeve right about now? God bless all of you, and yes, this subject is very, very heavy, and of course, you're on the most controversial radio station in the land, so we're going to talk about stuff, and most people aren't going to like it, especially the modern-day Pharisees and Sadducees, but that's a whole nother subject, whole nother time, so I'm already starting trouble, so here we go. We've been talking about a lot of stuff. We've been talking about generational curses. We've been talking about can can a sin be a thought or can my thoughts be sinful? Uh, we're, and we're also talking about this thing that's been on this planet since the since Noah, uh, this thing called sexual perversion and sexual sin. This sin has been around since the beginning of time. So it's nothing new under the sun. The Bible talks about it. <laughs> And he has the tools that we need to try to keep us from walking in it. Now, when it comes to generational curses, now, Dorothy broke it down numerically. I'm not a big scholar in numerics, so that's not my lane, so I'm not going to try to go there. But I will will say this. When it comes to generational curses, generational curses are passed down from generation to generation. Also, there's spiritual uh, generational curses that are passed down culturally. Okay, we don't talk about that either because that's a whole other subject. But anyway, we have cultural uh, generational curses. We have family-oriented generational curses. And we have biblically generational curses. Now, why are you saying all this, Pastor? You starting more trouble. Exactly, I am. Because we need to get to the (laughs) bottom of all this nonsense. Now, am I saying all this to say we're weak? No. This flesh is what? This flesh is sin. We were born in what? Sin. So you automatically inherit generational curses. You automatically inherit ethnic curses. And you automatically inherit spiritual curses. Why? Because, one, before you get to Christ, you're already inherited two of the three. Now, when you come to Christ, the spiritual curses will start to unfold in your life. What are you talking about? Well, if you never had a taste for alcohol before, and now you saved, you going hard in the pain in church, you ushering, you singing, you you doing Bible study, all that stuff, and the next thing you know, you got a taste of alcohol in your mouth. That's a spiritual attack. That's a generational curse tied in with your spiritual activation and relationship with Jesus Christ. So your generational curse will activate 10 times more when you come to Christ. That's why it's important for you to stay connected to the word of God. Have a relationship with 
the word of God, not a religion, because the religion will keep you smoking, keep you drinking, keep you whoring around, keep you doing all this stuff. Yeah, I said it. I'm sorry, but I'm going to tell the truth. This is why we have uh, repeat offenders in the kingdom of God, because we have not dealt with the root of the problem. We need true deliverance to root out the problem so the generational curses won't be passed down to our children. Even if we just came to Christ middle in our life, it's all good because the power of Jesus Christ has the power to break every chain, every stronghold, every curse. But you can't activate it if you don't have a what? Relationship. So, Pastor, you talking all this stuff. What are you talking about? You saying that I can have, I can sin when I have a thought? Absolutely. Let me verify that with scripture real quick so you don't think I'm just going off my dome piece. So, Matthew chapter 5, verse 20 and 22. Our Lord says, ye have heard that it was said. Thou shalt not kill, and whoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. So I don't think we are actually calling someone uh, uh, like this a murderer or you don't necessarily have a thought to murder. This is an example of just one of those thoughts that we could have. We could say, oh, well, oh, here, here go Miss Holly again. She thinks she this, she thinks she that. You just sin. So if you don't, if you don't check yourself at the door and ask God to flood your thoughts with things that are positive, you can listen to people and people might be hurting. And it's our job as believers to find the root of the problem and try to fix it. A lot of us like to put band-aids on it and pity pat stuff and say, oh, just throw some uh, uh, holy water on it or just oil yourself down with olive oil and God will fix it. No, when it comes to generational curses, you got to let you got to marinate in that word. You got to have relationship with that word and you have to get stronger in your relationship with God in order to break a generational curse because generational curses are far beyond your normal. I'm just going to pray. And, and I'm afraid that God will heal my sickness. No, generational curses go back years, thousands of years. So you have to have a strong team of folk. You're going to have to have the intercessor on your team. You're going to have somebody that's just anointed just to pray those things off. Like we have Pastor Jean for TPV. She is a true warrior of deliverance. She will pray that demon to back to hell and back. That's how that's her anointing. So you need to tie into folk that's gonna get to the root of the problem and help you be delivered. It's and I, I don't have a problem putting myself on front street. That's why people don't like me now, because I'll put my stuff out there. I'm not gonna sit here and say Pastor Chris had it all together. I'm not going to sit here, Pastor Chris uh, did everything that he was supposed to do. Pastor Chris had had that same spirit that David had. He was lusting after other women. He was messing up other people's relationships. He was going straight ham and cheese. Whenever he saw something fine, he just went straight ham and cheese for it, and that was that. But most pastors ain't going to be real with their story. But that's how you have 
deliverance, when you put it into the atmosphere and you can be real with your stuff, that's why the reality coach, that's why people don't understand her message because she's putting it on front street. Deliverance starts when you activate it out of your mouth. When you put it in the atmosphere and you have faith in God that he will change, then he will change it. You have to put your testimony out there. Why do you think church stopped doing testimony service? Think about it. Testimony service was the most powerful thing the church had in that era because people would be delivered and set free and the pastor didn't even have to preach. Come on, y'all. Let's let, let's think about this. Let's get a little bigger here. Why did we get so corporate in our church? Think about it. The, the weapons that we need, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, right? But they're mighty through God in the pulling down of what? Strongholds. So how can we pull down those strongholds when we can't even testify about our weaknesses? Hello. Or we talking to we talking to Sister Susie in the back of the church, and we talking about oh look at look at uh, uh Pastor Chris oh look at him his pants is too tight oh he don't need to be wearing that shirt or why was he gonna pa- why is he preaching about that he need you know this is the stuff that we got going on right now in the church but this is corporate setting now so of course Prosperity. when you have a corporate yeah, the corporate prosperity, name it and claim it, health health and healness, all this nonsense that has nothing to do with trying to kill generational curses. That's why in the church, uh-oh, I'm going to get in trouble for this. That's why in the church we have issues. When people come into the church, they're looking for something. They're looking for deliverance. They're not just coming there just to come there to see you sing. They need deliverance. And if we can't give it to them, if we can't show the Jesus love that they need to be to deliver them from what they're dealing with, then how are they going to be set free? They're not. So that's why we have these issues, uh, Coach. That's why we have these issues, uh, Miss Dorothy. That's why we have these issues. Uh, Lansing, Michigan, because we don't have a relationship with God, and then we sit here and blame somebody else for it, and then we try to co-sign it because, oh, that's just who I am. Well, you know what? When you became a creature in Christ, you became a what? New creature. What does that mean? So if you said I do to the Father, that means your old things will be passed away and all things will become new. What does that mean? That sounds like a cliche. I'm glad you asked. Well, all things come new. Okay, so if you didn't like to read the word before, okay, it's going to take you a little while. It took me a little while. So I started listening to the word. We have technology now where you can download an app, and the app can read the stories to you so you can get it while you sleep. You can get it while you're driving in your car. We have Bluetooth. We have earpieces. So there's no more excuses if you don't like to read the book. Okay? So you can do it that way. That's how you develop the relationship. That's number one. Number two, you learn how to change the way you think by Throwing all that nonsense that you have that you look at. Oh, you see your old boo thing that you got hanging up on the wall still, and you should have got it, got that joker down off their wall 10 years ago. 
there you go. You got to kill that thing. You got to walk in newness. Put a little uh, Teletubby up there if you want. Just saying. But anyway, just change your whole flow. Change your house if you got to. If you got to take some pictures off to remind you of who Jesus is in your life, do it. If you play instruments, and if that's how it gets you too closer to God, then you pick up the instruments and you play it. If you're a man or a woman that's a lyricist that can sing or can rap, you can write some songs for the Lord on a pad and get your deliverance right there. There are tools that God gives us, but we don't activate them because we're taught to do it the way the church does it. No, you find your deliverance the way God tells you to find it. And that don't mean go dipping and dabbing and going back. Yeah, of course, we're going to have our days. We get it. We understand. Everybody's not going to always walk on a straight and narrow, Pastor. You're sitting here talking all this stuff. Well, this is why you have to have a strong team on your side because they will keep you accountable. You think for a second that the coach ain't listening and watching what Pastor Chris do, even though we're a couple of thousand miles away, it ain't hard to find me, just saying. So I have to make sure I keep my testimony straight. Do I have my struggles? Absolutely. And I don't mind telling you about it. But we don't have a lot of time for me to go into my story because that'll be a four-hour show right there. But what I'm trying to say is you can be delivered by generational curses. Let me give you a little bit of backdrop, and then I'll let uh, the coach take over. And if you want me to dialogue some more, I can because there's a lot to this. But what is a generational curse? Well, we're, we believe, and it's been passed down from generation to generation due to the rebellion against God. That's the spiritual general, generational curse that I was talking about earlier. Also, we have the, uh, uh, the, the family generational curse where you, it's the family line, it's marked with divorce, poverty, anger, uh, you name it. Then that pattern is linked to your heritage or who you are. So that's a generational curse. So the Bible says that the, the curses are, are tied to choices. I don't think you heard me. Coach, I don't think they heard that. The Bible they, says... I, that these curses are tied to choices. Uh-oh, what are you talking about? You starting more trouble. Well, that's why they call me gener- that's why they call me TNT cuz that's what I do. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19. It says we can either choose life and blessing or death and cursing. You don't believe me? Pick up the word, read it. Okay, let me continue. Our families have the greatest influence on our development, including the development of our patterns of sin. Some people even assert that family or generational curses are passed down along generational lines. This belief comes from the Old Testament passage, which says, that God punishes the children and their children for the sins of the fathers to the third and the fourth generation. You don't believe me. Read Exodus chapter 34, verse 7. I'm running out of time. So here we go. Whether or not families inherit spiritual curses, it is obvious that patterns of sin are passed down through families. 
everyone sins. We know that. But just as a culture, ethnicity, and gender steer our patterns of sin in particular directions, so do our families. So we inherit many traits and preferences from our parents, our grandparents, and so on. So we aren't always around positive influences in our life. So can generational curses be broken? Absolutely. Again, it goes right back to the scripture, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. It is a choice. You have a choice to break the generational curse. We develop this thing called our own mind. When Adam and Eve sinned, we developed this thing called our own mind. So we have a choice. God will not pressure you into doing anything. It is up to you to make the choice to stop. He's not going to put a gun to your head and tell you, you need to stop right now, son or daughter. We have a choice. That he, we, he loves us that much, but we're so quick to blame God when we make the wrong choices, and then we blame him for the nonsense that comes in our life. It's the choices we made. It has nothing to do with God. God has mercy on us, but if we continue to make the wrong choices, then what do you expect is going to happen? Yes, God has grace on his people. Absolutely. Yes, God has mercy on his people. Absolutely. But if you continue to choose to run out of the house without your mom and dad's permission, and you know when you get home, you're going to get your hind parts tore up, I'm just saying. So it's the same thing with God. God will discipline you. He will, he will bring you back to order. But we have to make the choices to break those generational curses, those chains, all that. And you have to keep yourself connected to people that's not going to talk behind your back but give you the spiritual motivation to continue to walk forward in what God has for your life. So, Dorothy, I'm going to be quiet because I'm going to take the whole show over. There's so much to say about it, but I hope that was able to bless everybody that's listening. So I am done. Dorothy, back to you. Now, he dropped the bomb, but let me give you let me let me give you a little more clarity on that. You you know, um, that's what we do now. We make choices, and then we want to run and say, "God fix it." Well, it ain't that he ain't gonna fix it, but let me tell you how that word. See, words and numbers are meaning something to me now. When 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 like me, see, I made some choices in my life, right? But here's the deal. Well, God said to me, well, when you make certain choices, my grace, I kind of take the G off for a little while and let you get in the race. That when you make the wrong choices, your grace becomes a race to get back to the grace. And guess who you got running that race with you? You running right alongside mercy. And mercy is killing you until God says enough is enough. God whoops you down because that mercy is running right next to you. And I'm telling you, y'all, I didn't try to outrun mercy. Mercy is better than Forrest Gump. You know when Forrest said run, Forrest, he just run all over the country. That he, mercy, mercy like Forrest. 
And and, and then I learned that mercy can be like you saw both. Baby, mercy run fast and mercy run long. But, honey, let me tell you how grace, grace is that old tortoise. It just sit over there and it just chill. It gets there when it gets there. See, grace is how, how we got it. When we follow grace, we got plenty of favor. We ain't got no worries in the world. We just whistling. But, boy, we get in our own stuff and get our own. When we get our own thoughts and we make the wrong choice, y'all, I'm telling you, you better stay away from that word race. That race ain't no joke because that race comes with that. When you lose that grace, it ain't that he won't come back. It ain't that you'll eventually get to back, go back to the grace. But let me tell you, you got to run that race with mercy, and mercy ain't no punk. Mercy don't let up. Mercy just keep going until you just get ragged and wore out and beat down and tired, and then finally you just have to just surrender. Okay, mercy, you done won. Okay, God, you won. Happy with me? Y'all, I, I, I mean, I was out there making wrong choices, but I'm telling you, after a while, I, got, I started saying, now, wait a minute. I'm running ragged, ragged, not raggedy. I'm running ragged and getting nowhere fast. I got to do something else. And God just sit there and let me just keep going and going and going. Honey, I put that Energizer battery out and got me a Duracell. So that Energizer bunny, it kept going and going and going. I was sick of the bunny. I was sick of Energizer. I was sick of Mercy, and I was sick of racing. So I had to go on to go over there and get me a Duracell and get me some grace. And go chill. And follow God and try to make the right choices. I'm not saying it's easy making the right choices. Because it's hard to continue to do. It's hard. You know what? It is so hard to do good when evil is present on everything. It's hard. But you know what? After you get tired and sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you transform your mind by renewing it. First of all, you got to liberate your mind. That means those thoughts. You got to start kicking them out. Kick those thoughts out. Whatever thought comes, it, it could be wicked, it could be evil. Whatever thought comes, kick it out. I mean, seriously. It says, you know, and, and the Bible tells you to do that. And you got to learn to kick those thoughts out because, um, as Holly was saying, that she may not understand. She may not understand what I mean by thought, but thoughts come. They're, they're, okay, let me put it this way. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For me, there, my mind has lots of thoughts going through. Lots of thoughts. All the time, I'm thinking on something, I'm thinking on this. But when Satan wants me to focus on one thought, all the other thoughts that I had, like that night with my grandson, I was, my thought was to go to sleep. My thought was I'm getting back in this bed. I'm going to move this child over. I'm going to get me to sleep. But that one thought that Satan thought he was going to put in my mind, I heard it loud and clear. All the other thoughts was like in secondary. When it's something evil and something vile and something just unthinkable, Satan going to make sure you hear it loud and clear. That's when you got to get, you got to really just let it pass you by. And, and nine times out of ten, that thought that 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 he gave me, I thank God he gave me. I thank God that that Satan wasn't—he was stupid in that instance. And very seldom did Satan be stupid. Now he was—he was a little foolish with that that thought for me. He was stupid. I can say Satan was stupid with that one. But most of the time, he on point with that thought. He's on point. He know how to make you think. 
on what he wants you to thought. Well, he knows how to make you think on that thought that he wants you to think on. Because let me tell you, now if it had been somebody 6'2", maybe fine and looking like a, 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 a good piece of chocolate, hmm, I'm just saying, y'all. I'm the reality coach. I'm keeping it real. He might have won me with that one. But a baby and my grandbaby at that, any baby. It didn't even have to be my grandbaby, any baby. No, I'm saying he was stupid with that one. That one didn't do good. But don't think he ain't coming back. Don't think he ain't going to keep them thoughts going because, see, he put in the thought using someone that I care about and I respect their opinion very much. The first thing that that person said, what are people going to think about you? You putting that out there like that, people going to think something wrong with you. You know what I said to him? I said, well, since you're thinking that, what you hiding? If your mind immediately went to something that perverse and that sick, what are you hiding in your closet? What are you hiding behind? See, let me tell you something about a pedophile and a and, and a pedophilia or whatever that nerd, that pervert, that name for them people that mess with children, that pedophile, pedophilia, all them, that stuff, whoever, whatever their names are. Let me tell you something about them. They don't tell you what they're thinking. They don't tell you. They do it. And they do it in secret. I'm telling you because it ain't my sickness. And if I got a sickness, I'm going to tell you about it because I want y'all to help me get healed because I don't want no sickness. I'm trying to make it to them 12 streets of gold. I want to see some pearly gates. This, I'm tired of battling down here on earth. I want to get to the gates. Do you hear me? I want to see Jesus for myself. And if I can't see him, I want to see the light that's so bright on the second mountaintop over. I want to see some, I want to see some bright light. I want to see me some gold streets. I'm tired of looking at these potholes on my street and on streets that I ride on. I'm tired of broken cars. I'm tired of bills. I want my mansion without no electricity bill. Without a water bill. I don't want to have to get up and fix something to eat. I'm ready to go sit there and do nothing. But look down, and, and if he's got me want to sing, and, and from what I hear, y'all, I don't think I got to do nothing but walk around heaven all day. I'm ready to walk around heaven all day with no shoes on. I'm so tired of walking with these hurting shoes down here fooling around. I'm ready to go do all that. So I'm going to tell you what's going on with me. And besides that, I don't want the devil to get an opportunity to tell my story. Because when he tells it, and y'all don't know it, but I'm famous. Y'all heard it here first. I'm famous. So y'all going to have the inside scoop. So when somebody come and say something about the reality coach, y'all going to say, oh, no, honey, you can go back on Facebook. She said that 20 years ago. So that ain't nothing new. That ain't nothing new. She already said that, honey. Oh, you, oh, you come at that time whenever... That oh that happened back in 2020 when she did a whole a whole story on that oh her son oh that was in 2019 oh her sister that was in 2019 too boy that girl, that that girl went through some stuff go back on Facebook and look it up they ain't gonna get a chance Pavarotti ain't gonna get a chance to snap their camera and make 50 million dollars off of my picture they gonna say that ain't a picture worth having we can just go on on Facebook and hear her story because she gonna know it. She's going to tell you. So, y'all, I'm telling you, the reality coach is going to tell you. And the reason why God gave me the name reality coach because I'm real. It is what it is. 
If you think you you think you hiding what's inside of you is helping you, it, it it don't help. That's why when people go to talking about what's going on, what's the first thing people tell you to do? When you're hurting on the inside and you don't know how to do it, that first thing they tell you is go see a therapist, a counselor, a doctor, a preacher, a lawyer. They tell you to go talk to somebody because you've got to get that stuff out of you. And guess what? When you start talking, you'll find out your story ain't nothing compared to that story. I'm sitting there whining about that. Mine was a thought that Satan tried to use. What about those people that are thinking on those things and that are being used? You know why they're being able to be used? Because they ain't talking about it. We all have some negative, bad thoughts. We can't help it. We live in a world where nothing, where there's nothing but badness all around us. So how can we not? So, you know, every time you turn around, somebody doing it. Somebody over here killing somebody. Somebody over here hurting a child. Some other child got that. We can't even turn our phones on half time without an Amber Alert coming on. We're surrounded by it. So it's all right to tell your story so you can be all right. Did you hear that? Let me repeat that. Let me rewind it. It's all right to tell your story so you can be all right. Silence. Satan can continue to use it to keep you in bondage. And I'm telling you, y'all, that backpack that he had on my back, I have opened it, unzipped, and told that hitchhiker to get out because it's too heavy. You're not getting no more free rides here. I done paid for enough rides. Ain't no free boat. Ain't, ain't no free ride, Satan. You got to get out. That backpack gets too heavy. Open up your backpack. Throw that stuff out. And it's all right. You will see that you will feel so much better because guess what you're going to find out? That you ain't the only one. And your story ain't nothing compared to the next story. This stuff is real. Generational curses is real. Like Pastor Chris said, it's family curses, it's spiritual curses, it's church curses, it's curse after curse after curse out here. Y'all, I, 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 I had to break the one that's on my on, on, on my limit. I don't know what everybody else doing, but I'm so glad that God gave me enough word with all to do it. I'm so glad that I had to go through all of this. If I had to go through all that I've been through to save a suffering little child, so be Because the Bible says, suffering little children, come unto me and I forgive them not. I will give them rest. My grandbaby could have been suffering, but God said, I forbid Satan to let you. Don't, Satan, get on. This little child won't have some rest because my older child went through too much. And that's the least that I can give her. And I thank my father for doing that. I thank him for it. I thank him. I thank him for putting my, for, 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 for not having me watch my baby run around here and do all this stuff. I thank him. I thank him for my other son having to be put in a place like Paul. Sometimes God got to put you in a place where you can hear. Sometimes you got to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And Abednego. Sometimes you got to be like Daniel. Sometimes you got to be like Paul thrown in the prison. Sometimes you got to be like uh, 
uh, uh, Daniel throwing in the lines then sometimes you got to be around the fiery furnace and sometimes you got to be like Jody in the belly of the well y'all don't get me started because I go there so I see we have a caller on the line so I'm going to let the caller talk and I'll be back go ahead caller hello there Oh, now. No, who's this? Where have you been? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Slide guy, slide guy. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, I, I'm well, sorry. So good to hear from you. What's going on, slide guy? Well, well, obviously every time I tune in, you have a lot of various topics going on. And so I try to keep track of what I want to talk about, and then I get distracted <laughs> because there's so many different things. But um, so I'm doing this by, well, it's not really a Bible study. Well, it's kind of a Bible study, but it's a book study, and it's called, mm-hmm. and it's called One, Unity in a Divided World, Deidre wow. Riggs. And she's here from Nebraska, you know, in the heartland. And um, mm-hmm. uh, so we've been doing this Bible study, and we just finished week two last night. And you were uh, one of your other guests was talking about grace. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, I was like, what is this thing about grace? And then it says on page sixty-three. Um, Oh, darn it. Now I don't have page 63. But anyway, it says on page 63, Riggs defines grace as giving space for God to get a person into the place where they wants them to be. Then she tells of this weekend retreat, whatever, you know, so she tells of this weekend retreat, retreat where, you know, uh, you know, she actually found grace and it's actually talking about, um, uh, grace versus mercy, which I think mm. also came up in your show. And mm-hmm. so, if you if you have just a second, let me just read this to you. This is, this is from her book. This is from her book. It says, um, "God does not ignore our broken hearts when He invites us to consider mercy. He isn't even telling us to choose mercy instead of justice, but where there are often." Uh, where we are often geared towards revenge and payback in regard to our version of justice. God is always working towards restoration. God's goal is always unity and healing, oneness and reconciliation. So he invites us to begin with mercy. Mm. Wow. So anyway, that's been kind of weighing heavy, heavy on my mind lately. Mm-hmm. Just because of all everything that's been going on, and then just the past couple of days, you know, with with every all the new news that's coming out, you know, and it, and it's, it's like people always say, oh, well, I don't watch the news; it's so depressing and this and that and whatever. But it's like, well, if you don't watch the news, then you don't know what's going on, even though everybody says it's fake news. But then, what do you know? It's real news, so you got to watch something. Um. But it's it's been weighing very heavily because all, all this injustice and and 
I don't know if you want to call it race baiting or, or whatever, um, but, uh, it, it, you know, black versus white, gay versus straight, um, it, Democrats versus Republicans, you know, it's just like, I, I just feel this, this is going to be one of the nastiest uh, uh, elections that, that, that we've had for quite a long time. You well, know, and it's like... We're in a nasty world, Sly. I mean, what else can we expect? We're in a nasty world. Devious and deviant is, is, is everybody's companion now. I mean, you can either choose to roll with them or you can make a choice not to. And that's just the world oh. we live in, and you're right. It's horrible. You know, and I, I don't know if this really – well, I think it kind of goes – I took a note here. Sorry. Okay, so um, – t- t- yeah, today's this is the 10th. Um, so I wrote this quote down. I was watching a, a TV interview last night. Um, they were talking about, you know, I don't want to get political, obviously, but they were talking about Trump and Biden and um, going to the other side of the fence to talk to somebody. And this, this could be black versus white. This could be gay versus straight. This could be whatever you want to, whatever, what, whatever, um, conflict, I shouldn't even say conflict, but whatever divisions you have. Um, mm-hmm. So this is, a, this is a quote. Well, I'm, I'm paraphrasing because they talk so fast. I, you know, I can't write that fast. Okay, well, go ahead. <laughs> give, it, give it to us. But anyway, um, so this is what I heard last night, and it, it was so powerful. It's, it's amazing what you say when you listen. It's amazing what they say when you listen. By you listening, that's saying a lot. And then just by you listening, they say a lot. So just for instance, um, I want to give you an example because um, I just took over the, um, the treasurer role at my church that I go to and for some reason black lives matter came up and i i don't really know why it came up (laughs) but it came up and she and she's like she's like you know what she's like i don't think i know one single black person and that just kind of dumbfounded me it's like well how could you (laughs) how could you not know one single black person you know, and it, it just it, it kind of amazed me. And um, so anyway, last night when I heard that quote, I was just like, yeah, I was like, just sit and listen. I mean, that says a lot, just sitting and listening. And then when you sit there and listen, that says a lot, too, because then they're going to, you know, reveal some of their story to you. And that's that's the point of this book study that I'm in, which is called One, and um, that, that's the point of it is, is to become one. It's like, just listen mm-hmm. to each other, you know, it's, it's like these generational divides because um, initially I was, because I, I kind of joined late, so I wasn't really sure what the topic of the of the, the show was because I thought it was usually on Monday nights. <laughs> but well, anyway. we moved, we moved. But uh, hey, um, you're right, and 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 I got another caller. 
but that was beautiful. And I need, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need to get your your number so I can get that quote from you because I couldn't write it down. I, I I love it. I love it. You said the quote again. Say it again for me real quick so I can get to this next caller. It, it says, um, "It's amazing what you say when you listen. It's amazing what they say when you listen." I like it. Too. Wow. I like it. that is that is beautiful. That is awesome. Well, um, can we get that? Let me get this last call. Fly guy, um, I need to oh, make sure I get your number. Love you yeah. too, man. And um, make sure I get, I don't know, look me up on Facebook, Dorothy Patterson. Good to hear I, from I you. I sure again. will. I sure will. Because I got to talk to you, I gotta talk to you off, the, off, off, off the line, okay? Because I, right, I don't want right. to ask you about something. Okay, right. thank Bye-bye. you, my guy. Bye. Bye-bye. He's awesome. That was awesome. He really okay. is. I enjoy, I enjoy hearing him when he calls in every week, and it was we missed him last week, so really good to hear from you this time, Sly. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, the last caller real quick, please, because we got like eight minutes. Oh, Lord, it's Miss Firecracker. That is. Good evening. I am so sorry to be calling in at the last minute. But I am in the middle of doing something, but this conversation, man, I got to listen to part of it. But I, I just had to call in because I got something I need to say. Well, come on then, Miss Miss, 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 Miss Fox. Give it to her. Give it to her. You know, I've, ever since I was in my youth, I always heard my grandmother talking about generational curses and the sins of the father and mother visiting the child. And I always knew that, but I was never taught, how do you stop that? And so it was years later that I found out about how you can turn that thing around. And I learned that sin travels from one generation to another. And it it sets in motion a a sequence of uh, evil and that evil is reflected in 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 the next generation, and perpetually, they go from generation to generation carrying that evil and not doing anything about it. And I I like to tell anybody that's listening that you most certainly can stop generational curses. Do not have to have the last word. They can be broken. All we have to do is make a decision to move in a different direction. If we move in a direction of repentance, we can change it. And we can, and we say, how can you repent for somebody else's sins? Well, you can. When you recognize that, you're, that you have inherited generational sins and there are curses, you can repent for your mother and your father. Because just like... We inherit our parents' physical DNA. We inherit their spiritual DNA as well. And we have to overcome that. So if you got parents and in your life and they may have not had been in a sin that overcame them, selfish, like some could be selfish or some could be liars, or if they were addicted to certain things, even sexual, uh, sexual sins. It can be corrected. 
we can correct any kind of sin that there is. We can break any kind of curse that there is. All we got to do is just trust in God and in the life of our children. We have to have to recognize those curses in our children and our grandchildren because little children don't have to be taught sin. Little children, two, one, and two, and three, will lie about that they take a cookie, that they break something. So you know it has to be handed down. So any, just like any physical negativeness that we have, we can have spiritual negativeness that transfer to our kids and our grandkids. As I said, all we got to do is put something different in motion so that we can reach a difference of what somebody else sowed. You don't have to reap what you sow. You can reap what your grandparents put out there. So we need to know that. And I, I, I thank you for giving me a chance to get on here and say something because it's so important. And multiple generations have been transferred to, to each of us, perhaps. We don't really, really know but we don't have to sit and accept yesterday's sins and mistakes and evil. We can say no longer, God, because I am following you and watching you set a new system in motion for the transformation and salvation for me and my generation. Wow. That is so, so, so informative. That was good. Thank you, Miss Firecracker. That was awesome. Thank you. I mean, Wisdom. I'm so glad I got people that 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 that, that are on here, that are, that are joining in, that know the word. I mean, I, I I mean, it's just it's just so helpful. And thank you all. I can't say thank you enough. Um, Firecracker, you are right. A lot of this stuff, you're right, absolutely about the children. Never looked at it like that. They do come here with some form of already able to tell a lie, and they ain't even been taught a lie. They just it, it, it's in them. And that 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 means, it, it, and that's what it goes back to when I say earlier that some sins are, you, 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 when you're born, that stuff can be rebirthed. If somebody like I said, and 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 I just used birthdays, and that was a poor example, but I'm just saying generational sins can be, they can come through the womb. Yes, children are birthed birth out of it. I, I used to hear old people say. To somebody Your dad was a liar You're going to be just like your dad All you do is lie Your dad was the biggest liar Your dad was an alcoholic Your dad was this and that And you know We used to them pay attention as kids And we thought they were being mean But in a rough kind of way They really was telling us how it was And we should have started speaking against that thing right then Because that's what I learned with my children Now I, I learned better from my grandchildren I, for my grandchildren, now I don't let people speak negative over there. No, that no, that's not what's gonna happen. But that's need that that's another whole story. I think we may have to do this, run this one more time. What y'all think? I think so. I'll be here. Holly, I'm down. I'll be here. I'd I'd really like to read my one little scripture before we run out of time. Well, hurry because we're we're out of time and I gotta give shout out. It's two sentences and just I just want everyone to realize that's listening and that's not that 
no matter what these thoughts and perversions are, you can be healed through God. And seek God, seek his word. And the, the scripture is Proverbs 7, verses about 1 through 5. And it says, follow my advice. Always keep it in mind and stick to it. Obey me and live. Guard my words as your most precious possession. That's what I got. Amen. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. And thank you, Miss Holly. We sure do appreciate that. That was awesome, 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 awesome. Now uh, I want to give a quick shout out to um, to Lillian James, Pamela Jackson, uh, Quanisha, Wanda Joyce White, Sierra, Tammy, Freddie, Heaven Jernick, and Early Morgan. Lorena Fisher, Karen, Vicki, Lacey, Wanda White, Marcus Taylor, Christopher, Tammy Joe, Marissa Morales, I mean Donna, Karen, Linda, Deborah, so many wonderful people. And if I miss somebody, y'all, I'm sorry. I got to get out of here. But I'm telling you, we're on to something big, and we will do this again. I'm not sure, but if God says run it again next Thursday, we'll be running this again. Satan's generational curses, slick, sickness, sly, and subtle. And by the way, Holly did tell me I spelled subtle wrong. It's S-U-B-T-L-E, but I left it there for a reason because I want to see how many people paid attention. So like I said, sometimes we pay attention to the wrong thing. We look at too many minor things and we miss the major message. So y'all, that's what I like about God. He can always keep it 100% real, and I'm so glad he's using me. Like I said, next week, same time. Peace and love, you all. We can't do it without you guys. We cannot do it without you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And remember, together, all things are possible. Alone, things become a possibility. Together, all things are possible. Alone is just a possibility. That's from the reality coach. Okay. Till next week, guys. Love you. Holly, we love them. Firecracker, we love them. TNT, we love them. Mr. Lansing, Michigan, we love them. Fly Guy, we love you. We're out. Be blessed, everybody. Take us out, Chris. I feel it in this room. Holy Spirit, move. When you have your way. Break, tear down every lie, set the wrong thing right. Cause when you have your way, something has to break, something has to break. Right now, in your name, something has to.
Radio, Central Texas. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.